Welcome back, everybody. Another exciting episode. Uh, one that does not start with hiccups, though. It does so, not. Yeah. Um, the hiccups went away about halfway through the last one. Yeah? Was it that far in? Maybe not. Okay. I don't know. We'll see. Um, so, we watched another Best Picture nominee. We did. Paige, what did we watch? We watched Triangle of Sadness. Yeah. It made me filled with a triangle of sadness. Yes. Um, I I wouldn't say I liked it. No. Um, it's it's an odd. I did film. not like it at all. Not at all. No, and the more I think about it, the more I dislike it. Yeah. Um, it's different. It's very unique. Um, I went in thinking it would be comedic Mm -hmm. and that it would be like funny to watch the downfall of the rich Mm -hmm. in a weird way i don't it wasn't yeah there was a lot of throw up yeah um it felt like if you were supposed to watch satire focused on super wealthy people being completely inept and unable to handle hardships especially hardships that are brought about by their own imbecilical actions however imbecilical good word um however the story is told from the perspective of the rich so it's kind of like you're supposed to sympathize through with them throughout the entirety of the narrative but you so desperately don't want to yeah. And then once... It also, like, wanted to be, like, a self-aware film, you know? hmm Like, but it was just a movie made by rich people about yeah. rich people. hmm At some point, I mentioned that it felt very much like the cringiest moments of The Office, but without punchlines. Oh, so bad. Just without any humor or... Um, moments of like just kidding and so it was just all like uncomfortable moments yeah where like two very wealthy people start arguing about money and like you you have to be like stuck in like a hotel room with two people who are having one of those like kind of difficult uncomfortable ugly arguments in a relationship and it's the sort of thing that if you want a relationship to last you kind of have to have ugly arguments like that mm-hmm. every once in a while. I don't want to watch it, though. And I don't want to yeah. watch people who are so much more fortunate than I probably ever will be arguing about how unfortunate they are. Like, yeah, it just, yeah. Um, this is nominated for three Oscars. Okay, at least it's only three. But <laughs> it's one up of them for is best, best picture. Best... <sighs> Uh, best original screenplay okay. and achievement in directing. Okay. It's also one of those movies that's like, okay. I uh, So with where this scene is and, and how far into the movie it's going. Okay. I, I don't know exactly what's going to happen, but clearly we're, we're working to this one uh, narrative end goal. 
mm-hmm. and then stuff happens and it's like okay maybe not maybe there was we're... one point oh. that i was like is this supposed to be a horror film yeah it changes to the story keep happening so much so that i'm finally like i don't know where this story's going and then it ended like something happened and i was like this one shot is lasting a weirdly long time yeah what is going on and then it cut to black and right before it cut to black i was like they're not gonna end it with this shot are they and then it cut to black and then the credits started rolling and i was like that's the end that okay okay and it it has a fairly ambiguous ending but at the same time it's just like no that's just starting something and not telling me how it resolves but with something like inception or other ambiguous endings like that you put in a lot of time and energy into making that one moment very interesting i'm very interested to find out whether or not leonardo dicaprio is in right. a dream Did still that top full yeah in this movie the thing that's like did she didn't she did she bash her brains in with a rock so i guess we are spoiling it Um, yeah we are spoiler alerts um yeah it's it's you know did she kill her i it literally just came up so i don't have time to get interested yeah, so maybe she did. Like, maybe she didn't. I don't know. Either way. The storyline just felt so convoluted to me. Yeah. Like. But Yaya is a bitch. Like an out of touch yeah. asshole that looks down on the less fortunate. I mean, everyone on that ship is. Yeah. And then even when they crash land and mm-hmm. it's the other lady that becomes like the leader. She gets a taste of power. Mm hmm. And does the same shit that the rich people were doing on the yacht. Yeah, so it's just this very, like, I hope you all get nuked from orbit. I don't care. And maybe the whole point is that if you think about it, if she kills Yaya, she'll definitely get caught. She'd be killing Yaya on the property of a fancy hotel. There's no way she's getting away with that. So, like, if she kills because she doesn't want to relinquish power, she's still going to relinquish power when she gets arrested. Or... She, yeah. if she lets her live then she's relinquishing power when yaya goes and tells the rest of the group that they're saved so maybe that's the point is that like no matter what she inevitably has to relinquish power i don't know and if that's the point you're trying to make you said it too cryptically so it took me i wouldn't have made that realization if i didn't have a podcast and had to talk about the movie again um yeah you mentioned the puke scene oh it's they show a bit of puke in the trailer and i was like wow that seems like it's gonna be graphic and it goes on for a crazy amount of time um also real quick just like completely unrelated um because we've already talked about it there's a moment in tar where she pukes and they make sure you see a very clear silhouette of that we saw puke in two separate movies back to back 
two pretentious as fuck movies yeah. back to back. They're, neither one of them am I going, hooray, I'm glad they showed us the puke. I feel like with Triangle of Sadness, we watched the trailer and I was like, ooh, I'm intrigued. Yeah. And then we watched the movie and I was like, oh, so the trailer showed all the best parts. Yeah, I feel like the trailer really told me that the main character, this whole story was going to revolve around Woody Harrelson. Yes. And I was really interested to watch Woody Harrelson. He was in, in like this movie. one scene. Okay, yeah. that's an exaggeration. But maybe a bit more than that, but not by enough. He comes in towards the end of the yacht section. Mm-hmm. Because you just hear him in his room for yeah. the first half. Which And he when, doesn't make it to the island. Yeah. When you hear him yelling through his door, I was like, dude, that's hilarious. Like, how much of this movie is he just going to be like a voice part? And then he showed up and I was like, there it is. Cool, cool. Yeah. And then, yeah, he doesn't make it to the island. And I was like, did you already throw away your best character? Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh-oh. I feel like I would rather watch Gilligan's Island. Yeah. The um, structure or uh, format of the Knives Out series mm-hmm. with uh, um, Daniel Craig's character, uh, LeBlanc, I think, uh, in the Knives Out films, Knives Out and Glass Onion, I almost kind of feel like if you were to make a series of Woody Harrelson having to deal with different crews or uh, different like passengers. Yeah. Sets of passengers. And every time, you know, they're going to be horrifically rich, but with different personalities and and chemistry and stuff like that. And just every movie that I would watch. That could be a series. That's really funny where just people are like, but where does the, you know, whatever go? And he's just like, well, it's a yacht, so... Like, the moment when the lady's like, could you clean the sails? And he's like, there aren't any sails. And she's like, so you're refusing to clean the sails? And he's like, you know what? We're gonna clean the sails on this sailless yacht just for you. And she's like, oh, thank you so much. And he's just like, what the fuck are these people? That was great. And I would love to see a whole movie of that and a sequel. Yeah. I don't want to see a movie where he gets drunk and immediately stops having that like i don't know you you can't watch him roll his eyes at the rich because he's too drunk to realize that they're being weird it just i ugh, i feel like there are so many better directions this movie could have gone in um and i feel like the reviews are so mixed on this movie yeah it's either people loved it or they hated it okay. it is very black and white yeah there's really not much middle ground we are obviously in the hated it boat Mm -hmm. i don't understand the love it boat and i feel like somebody's in that boat and wants to explain it to us please please go for it i feel like even if i was in the love it boat i doubt i would be so far into the love it boat that i'd be like yeah best picture definitely no No, like, I feel like every year there are those movies that get nominated and it's like, okay, we all know that doesn't have a chance in hell 
of actually winning Best Picture, but I'm glad it got nominated. You know, like um, you know I, what I, I just always read? point to Avatar, um, but there are so many movies like that. The the same year that uh, oh, There Will Be Blood and No Country for Old Men, the same year that those came out, there was Little Miss Sunshine nominated as well, and I love Little Miss Sunshine. Now looking back, yeah, that was never going to win Best Picture that year. But I'm still so glad it got nominated because that is a charming ass movie mm-hmm. with great performances. It is such and such an intimate setting. It's so much of that movie takes place in a fucking van. And it's so beautiful. And I love that film. But yeah, I was never going to win Best Picture. But I'm so glad the nomination allowed it to have a bit more noteworthiness to put it into the the minds of more people and i feel like more people saw that movie because it got nominated than they then would have if it hadn't been nominated cool great awesome and then triangle of sadness got nominated this year and i'm like no get it off the list get it out no it's not gonna win it shouldn't win it's weird no so did you know that the actress who played yaya died what yeah like shortly after the film was released whoa august 29th of 2022 she died at 32 years old holy shit i kind of feel bad for bitching on this movie so much part of me wonders if that could be oh like maybe a a reason i don't know uh, so no cause of death was officially released, um, but it's speculated that it was a lung infection complicated by the fact that she lost her spleen several years before in a car accident. Whoa. So that's crazy. Jeez. Rest in peace, Charles B. Dean. Yeah. Uh, 32 is much too young. Yeah. Um... I thought she was interesting in this movie. You know? Yeah. Um, I, I thought she did a good job with the script that was handed to her. Yeah, she did. Yeah. Um, but yeah, such an odd film. Um, one moment that like was so uncomfortable for me, but at the same time, I thought they both did a really good job at um, gradually escalating their emotions in it was the... Um, well, both the car ride home at the very beginning, right after uh, paying for dinner. Oh, okay. And like, yeah. he's like, hey, what happened back there? And she's like, I just think talking about money is unsexy. And he's like, what? <laughs> and like, they start arguing and stuff. And then right after that, in the elevator, when she gets kind of pissed, and so she goes to like, pay him back and put the money down his shirt. And he gets he gets really offended by that. And the whole scene, he keeps opening the elevator door back up but once she does that he's like screaming at her and then the doors fully close and he like claws them back open again i thought that was like really a well done scene but at the same time it needed just a bit more comedy to like break the tension and i felt like that fight lasted way too long yeah and i feel like if you include just a bit more humor then the fact that it lasts too long 
can be part of what makes it funny that he won't let it go, you know? And it feels like that's the only time that they really talk to each other. Hmm. Because it feels like in every other scene, at least before the boat crashes, um, he's just there to take her picture. Wow. I almost, yeah. I'm not going to rewatch it, but I feel like it'd be interesting to rewatch to like keep that in mind. Because there is the moment when uh, he freaks out at her because she says hi to the guy that takes his shirt off. Yeah. There's that one interaction. But yeah, there is very, very little talking to each other on the boat. It is. And then he like asks about engagement rings. Dude. And I was like, how? How are, what? Mm -hmm. That's another scene that it feels like it wants to be really funny because of how cringe-tastic it is. And I think he does such a great job of like wandering into the little store, whatever that room is. Yeah. Like he keeps, he's unsure. He's like, oh, hey. um, And the way he's like kind of leaned over a little bit and keeps raising his hand just a little bit to, yeah, oh, no, wor no worries, it's fine. Um, I think his body acting in that is really, really great. Um, and then a couple scenes later, you see him just on the side of the boat and he sees the guy get put on a smaller boat and like he's clearly lost his job mm -hmm. and the main character is like oh shit i let myself get a little jealous and i just got that dude fired and it's way too late to like go to the captain and be like don't fire him i'm fine like and carl as a character drove me crazy yeah because he's such like a puppy dog yeah he always has to be following everybody else mm -hmm. and then they crash onto the island and he becomes basically the bitch of the lady yeah what's her name abigail i think so and he's useless yeah and he's not that attractive so i don't buy that he's a successful model he gets cast as the sexy guy a lot he does? Yeah. What else have I seen him in? So he doesn't play Prince Philip in Maleficent 1, but he replaced the guy who played Prince Philip for Maleficent 2. He's also Ray Fiennes, Ray Fiennes' son in The King's Man, the one who dies in the World War I No Man's Land. He's in Where the Crawdads Sing? Yeah, he's the, the bad guy. The guy that dies? Yeah. The one she shoves off a, a big old oh. freaking watchtower thing. Mm -hmm. I did not. Really? Connect those dots. Only reason I didn't connect those dots was because I forgot that he's the one in Crawdads. I he did didn't see how Crawdads. they run? Saoirse Ronan? Yes. Yeah, he's the lead actor in the play. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. You've seen him in a ton of stuff. He apparently has a, a good very actor. forgettable face for me. At, I thought that when I first saw Maleficent 2, but then I started seeing him in other things, and I was like, you know what? This guy actually has some pretty decent acting chops. Um, which I actually kind of liked Carl, but I think I liked Carl as much as I liked Carl because I knew Carl was being played by an actor that 
I have seen in so many different roles, you know? Oh. Almost like... Just like a familiar face? Not so much a familiar face, but like nowadays, if I see uh, Gary Oldman or Andy Serkis or Alan Tudyk in a movie, I'm almost immediately going to like their character because I know that actor is capable of a wild amount of shit. And so with this actor, seeing him play a character like Carl, I was like, damn, I know you can act, but I've never seen you take on a role specifically like this one before. So I'm impressed with the range you're, you're seeking out in your jobs. Um, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I kind of wish he didn't make it to the island. <laughs> yeah. Um, the the first couple scenes where they're like really just staring at the world of male models, it felt like they were trying to do almost like a more serious Zoolander where you have to like pay more attention in order to get some of the jokes. And instead it just seemed like where Zoolander is like, male models are ridiculous. This movie was like, male models actually have something to say. And I was like, ugh, no thanks. Yeah. Do you have anything else to say about I this? I don't. I just... Yeah. Uh, highly one, disappointed. One thing that is subtle, and I easily could have seen myself missing this, but I noticed it, and it actually kind of... I, I dug it. Was um, when the one lady is like, I've been told that all the staff have to obey my every desire... And I want you guys to have the time of your lives just like I'm having the time of my life. I'm trying to be the nice, rich character. All of you guys need to take a swim with me. And so the whole crew is like, oh, shit, we're being forced to take a swim. And the guys down in the kitchens are like, we're trying to cook right now. And it's like, yeah, well, one of the guests wants us all to go to go for a swim. And the head chef is like, if we all go for a swim, the food will go bad. And they're like, yeah, well, we got to. I've got to obey the guests. And so that's why the fish go bad. And so that's why everyone starts puking. So it can directly be linked to the one lady asking people to go swimming. Because she's trying to I thought they were be... just puking because of the seasickness. I think it's a one-two punch. Is it a combo punch. of I the both? I think it's a combo. It's a combo of the both. Of the both. That's, <laughs> that's how words work. Yeah, it uh-huh. is a combo of the both. Um, so... I, I feel like that is an interesting, you know, one thing leads to another just because that one lady did something with the best of intentions. She still fucked up everything. And because people are puking, that's what leads to the captain being able to get as drunk as he does because not enough people are watching him because they're too busy puking or taking care of everything else. And that's what puts them in the sort of position where they can very easily be boarded by pirates. And so I, I feel like that moment when the lady's like, you should go for a swim, that directly dominoes into all the other shit happening. I think that's kind of an interesting, uh, okay. So two interesting things that I just read. Go for it. The first one, the English couple who are the arms dealers mm-hmm. are named Winston and Clementine. Okay. Um, the names of uh are the same of as winston churchill and his wife clementine churchill 
Interesting. So that was interesting fact number one. Okay. Um, number two, uh, Dolly DeLeon confirmed in interviews that Abigail did, in fact, kill Yaya with a rock at the conclusion. Okay. The actual film doesn't show this, but does elusively imply it. Okay. Cool. So we have our answer. Mm-hmm. And Yaya so- got clubbed with a rock why is carl running at the end is he like running to try to save her is he being hunted by abigail is he did he figure out that they're near a resort maybe maybe he saw the guy with the yeah the hats maybe he saw some smoke on coming from the other side of the island so he's running to i don't know but yeah i feel like if you just It'd be almost better if you just cut when Abigail is staring at Yaya. Yeah. Don't include the shot of Carl running. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, One other moment that I know you don't want me to bring up, but I just gotta, because it's, for better or for worse, it's a memorable part of the movie. I'm so intrigued. I don't know what you're about to bring up. The donkey. Oh my gosh. The fucking donkey. Like that was, that so, was so sad. It was so sad, but at the same and time horrific. Yeah, like it was just one of those like this guy is like really doing something difficult for the betterment of the group and then it just like insults the shit out of that character's hardships. Just like, "Hey, that really tough thing you just had to do." You didn't even come close to completing it, but now you can't walk away. And you have to do it seven or eight more times. And if you walk away before you've done it seven or eight more times, you're actually a terrible person. (laughs) Like, just the concept of that was so cringe that I almost laughed. That was like... I was horrified. Yeah, but yeah, that's another thing is like the sound effects they came up with were so oh my gosh it's also this is the second best picture nominee with a dead fucking donkey in it wow yeah because banshees of inishirin Mm -hmm. has a dead donkey that donkey was so cute too Mm -hmm. you know that donkey is actually Colin Farrell's personal pet. I did not know that. No. But I love that. Mm-hmm. That's so cute. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, the donkey scene in Triangle of Sadness was like so horrific that it almost became comedic. If you can stomach shit like that. Animal cruelty. I would say hunting mishaps (laughs) Um, and the way he like does it. And he's like, oh, oh, I, I did it. Yeah. ah." And everyone's like, yeah, because, you know, they're going to eat protein tonight. And it's going to be amazing. And it's a donkey's worth of protein. They're like, yeah, man, we're mighty. And then the one blonde lady is like, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. And. Then you just start hearing the screams. Like, it's, yeah, it's, uh, I would say it's comedic in the same way that, uh, without giving too much away, the bathtub scene 
from like the third episode of Breaking Bad is also kind of comedic where it's like, oh, wow, this guy's having the worst day of his life. Like, no arguments. The worst day. (laughs) Not even close. Um, Yeah, kind of funny, but mostly horrifying. Yeah. Um, Overall, this movie? Skippable. Very skippable. Very skippable. If you watch it, don't eat while you're watching it. Yeah. Maybe watch it on an empty stomach. Yeah. yeah, Um, So. But you're really not missing much if you skip it. Yeah. Um. Do you have somebody that you want to meet? Ooh. I have someone prepared while you think about it. Yep. My pick is Sandra Bullock. Ooh, that is a I good one. I adore her. Uh, Miss Congeniality was one of my favorite movies growing up. Yeah. The Proposal is currently one of my favorite movies. Anytime I'm sick or having a flare day, The Proposal is one of the movies that I watch. Okay. And I just love Sandra Bullock. So what much. would you say is your absolute favorite Sandra Bullock girl? The proposal. Okay. Uh, how do you feel about like her more dramatic stuff? Her uh, her blind sides. Her her maybe premonitions. Um, I liked her in Blind Side. Okay. I didn't love her blonde hair. Okay. Um. I love Practical Magic. Okay. Have not seen Practical Magic all the way through, but it's one of my mom's favorites. I have not seen Gravity. Oh. Or... Gravity's on another level. Holy shit. What's the other one? Drive? She is not in Drive. drive. What movie am I thinking of? Does it have cars in it? I don't remember. Oh. Do you have any details about it whatsoever? I guess not. Have we seen it? I don't know. Oh, what? (laughs) What are some of her more dramatic roles? That you're know. thinking of. Um, I was really just, I hadn't even come up with uh, Practical Magic or uh, Gravity. Um, but, um, okay. So, yeah, you like some of her more dramatic roles. I do, yeah. yeah. Um, I feel like I, I feel like I remember enjoying it quite a bit, but I feel like uh, the, the time draws neareth that I should really revisit uh, Ocean's 8. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, because uh, her, uh, Kate Blanchett, um, Rihanna, we're recording this the day after the Super Bowl, so. Yeah. Um, Rihanna. Uh, I feel like it's a an Aquafina role that I don't hate. Which is rare. It is rare. Because we are not Aquafina lovers in this house. Yeah, yeah. Nothing against her as a person. Just don't really dig your style. Sorry. Yeah. Um, Who do you want to meet? Did you think of someone? Yes. Um, and uh, I don't think I've said this yet, um, but what a god amongst actors. Um, going off of your uh, proposal shout out, I want to meet Ryan Reynolds. I'm pretty sure you've used that one already. Have I already used that one? But I'll let you use it again. Yeah, I'm going to use that again. Um, He's just, he's one of those, like, such a bro. 
he's probably like one of the nicest guys ever, but he's freaking hilarious. He's got the looks and the style and the humor. He could be an asshole if he wanted, but it seems like he's a nice guy instead. Yeah. And he... Also, I heard that him and Blake Lively just had their fourth kid. Good for that kid. What a lucky mofo. Right? Oh. And I think they have all girls, if I'm not mistaken. Really? Is he Am an I exclusively wrong? girl dad? I could be very wrong on be. that. You could be. Um, but yeah, and um, as much as the treatment of Deadpool in X-Men Origins Wolverine is atrocious, at the same time, I feel like this doesn't get enough credit. Before they sew his mouth shut, the Deadpool in that movie is really well done and is very PG-13. And uh, yeah, the way Ryan Reynolds plays Deadpool in the first half of X-Men Origins Wolverine is what convinces me that when the day comes that Disney wants to make a Deadpool movie, but they don't want to make it R-rated, I feel like it can be good. And Ryan Reynolds is the man for the job. Um, He's phenomenal in the Deadpool movies. He's phenomenal in, you know, Free Guy. Uh, Something I've been saying for years. Um, In The Proposal specifically, there are the scenes where he has beef with his dad. And he gets into heated debates with his dad and stuff. And Ryan Reynolds knows how to play that seriously. Like he he brings the humor when the humor is needed, but he brings the intimate drama when that's what's needed. Um, the dude is just fantastic, and I love seeing him in every new role. A lot of people complain that Ryan Reynolds gets typecast and just every new role, he's just going to play Ryan Reynolds again. But the thing is, he's got a great enough personality that I'm fine with people writing a Ryan Reynolds-y character into their movies. I think the same applies to The Rock, Dwayne Johnson. However, Dwayne Johnson does not have nearly as good a personality as Ryan Reynolds. And so they keep writing characters for The Rock, and it just means they're writing pretty one-note, two-dimensional, boring-ass characters. Whereas if they're writing a character for Ryan Reynolds, it's going to be a fun ride, and I'm always down for it. And now that we're seeing Ryan Reynolds co-starring with Dwayne Johnson oh boy um one of those actors is shining while the other one is struggling to keep the fire alive yeah what were you gonna say they do have three daughters they have three daughters they've had their fourth kid I haven't seen gender gender on the the fourth but their first three are girls okay um also going to throw it out there. This is a bold claim, but I think the script was the problem and Ryan Reynolds wasn't. If they bring Ryan Reynolds back to play Hal Jordan in another Green Lantern project, I think he has the chops. You would have to write it differently and he would probably have to... Uh, you couldn't write a Ryan Reynolds-y Hal Jordan, but if you didn't write a Ryan Reynolds-y Hal Jordan, Ryan Reynolds is still capable of playing a good Hal Jordan regardless of of the script um so yeah that's my hot take of the day i think that's everything uh so just to wrap up you can find us on apple Podcasts, spotify stitcher amazon music and google podcasts uh 
What social media platforms are we on? We are on Instagram mm-hmm. at the.real.couple. Yes, we are. And we also have a Gmail account. Yeah, we do. At therealcouplepod at gmail.com. Yep. No dots. Just the one. <laughs> just yep. the one. Just the one dots. G.mail. Just the dot com. Gmail.com. <laughs> G.mail. <laughs> Kill me to death. Oh. <laughs> What an idiot Dallas is. Anyways, thanks yeah. for listening, guys. Thanks for listening, guys. We love you. We do. And we're going to have fun in Disneyland this week. Yeah. So... And we're going to try to uh, record an episode on Ant-Man and Wasp Quantumania for you guys. Uh, and we will have guest stars on that we episode. Will. And then we will guest star on another podcast. So there's another podcast. It's called Manners Maketh Man. Uh, it's run by a very good friend of ours, and it's pretty dope. If you want to head on over, give it a listen, and we will definitely uh, make sure to post on our Instagram when we guest star on their episode, and you'll yeah. obviously, because you tune in every single week, you'll hear when they guest star on ours, and it's going to be dope as shit. Um, anything else? No. Okay. Thanks for listening. Um, If there's any specific shit you want us to do whilst we're in disneyland slide into our dms let us know be like you need to ride matterhorn and we'll probably be like no my tailbone hurts um so yeah yeah thanks for listening thanks for listening love you bye bye